And uh, you're going to hear from all the pastor's moms today. It, it, well, actually, Brian Gano's mom was not able to make it. She's visiting her mom. And so we were just want to bless her. Uh, but you're going to hear from all the pastor's mom plus one extra. Uh, you, if you're uh, new around here, we have a new youth pastor. Yay. His name is Brad Nana, otherwise Bubby, as we found out from his mommy. And uh, pretty cool stuff. And his wife, Sarah Beth, uh, they uh, literally two months ago got married, got in a car, and drove out here for their honeymoon. And so their moms and dads have had to like see their kids, you know, go on this big, huge journey. And as I've been praying for them, I thought we have got to bring Sarah Best parents out here and be a part of this. And so we're so glad to have you guys as well. You're going to hear some great stories today. And it's going to start with my mother-in-law, Tina's mom. So would you welcome my mother-in-law, Jana, to our stage? Thank this you. is my mom, Janice Stevens, and we are going to just share a little bit today, but I want to just start out, Mom, um, with something that, um, one thing, there's so many things, but one thing that really stood out to me as I was thinking about today, and that I'm very thankful for you and for Dad, is that my parents got me to summer Bible camp no matter what. If we had to eat like Walmart macaroni and cheese, we were at summer Bible camp. And this was a value to them. And I know that there are times when that was a real sacrifice and there are other times where it was easier. And um, the impact that summer Bible camp had on my life has, has put me doing what I'm doing today because I fell in love with Jesus. I, I, I came to know what a relationship with Jesus was all about. Uh, because of your investment. So I want to say thank you for that investment. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Through the many years of raising our children, I always went to the verse Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6. Um, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. I um, would turn to that verse many times for guidance as to um, how to teach and discipline our children. When Tina was three years old, um, we had our second child, and she always wanted to be a helper. Sometimes her helping wasn't as helpful. <laughs> but when Shauna cried, she um, didn't like Shauna crying, so she would try to run to get to Shauna. And of course, being a three-year-old, she could move a lot faster than I could. And this one time when she did get to Shauna, before I did, um, somehow she took her out of the bassinet. I don't know how, and I probably will never find out. Um, and when I got to her, she was dragging the baby down the hallway <laughs> to me. Um, and I didn't want to scold her because then that would discourage her from helping. So I just took the baby and thanked her for it. <laughs> Many times Tina would come home from school and she would tell her dad and I that we could go out for dinner, that she would take care of the kids. And by that time, we had four children, so it was quite a responsibility. But that was also a real blessing to her dad and I. Another incident happened when she was two. And the church we went to um, didn't have a nursery attendant or a children's class, so she was in church with us. Or I was in the nursery with her which sometimes it was, I was in the nursery with her many more minutes than I was in the service. 
Um, this one particular time, she was acting up in service, and so her dad took her out of the church, out of the um, sanctuary, and all the way down the the aisle, she was yelling, Daddy, please don't spank me, don't spank me. <laughs> As a pre-teenager and teenager, um, she was kept very busy in brownies and missionettes and church plays and sports and youth group. And like Tina said, we always made a point for her, for all of our kids to go to Bible camp. That was very important to us. Um, the last year she went to camp, she'd been in a a water skiing accident the week before, so she went to camp with a neck brace. There were two boys there, Matt and his brother Josh, that were checking out all the girls. And Matt focused in on Tina. <laughs> um, neck brace and all. And um, Tina called me the second night that she was there, and she was giggling, and she says, Mom, I met the guy I'm going to marry, Matthew Morgan. We love all of our children, and just because they're out of the house doesn't mean we forget about them. We pray for them um, daily for God's guidance and direction in their lives and also their children's lives. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. With that said, I get to introduce our new youth pastor, Bubby, <laughs> Brad and his mom, Donna, to the stage. I definitely didn't know this morning when I woke up that the whole church would start calling me Bubby. Um, that was a surprise. Um, it's totally okay. My mom was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you've called me it for 24 years. I'm used to it. Um, so this is my mom, Donna, and she came all the way from Pittsburgh. So for those of you online, she's usually you. I'm so blessed to have a mom who supports me in everything that I do, whether she gets to sit next to me on stage or she's all the way across the country. Um, it's just something that I'm so honored with and that I know even when I don't get to talk to her on the phone for a day or we go a little bit without really being able to get connected, that she's supporting me in everything that she's still doing over there in her prayers and the way she's living her life. So I'll turn it over to you, Mom. Thank you so much. Um, it's such an honor to be here. First, I want to thank Life Church for uh, providing this blessing for me to be here with Bradley and Sarah and celebrate Mother's Day. And I'll give you the backstory really quick about Bubby. Uh, my daughter was three when he was born, and we lived in South Carolina. And the neighbors would always say to her, How's your Bubby? So she started calling him Bubby, and the name just stuck. And now we all refer to him as Bubby. So he will answer to that if you call him that. My nephew doesn't even know my real name. <laughs> I am Uncle Bubby, so I don't think if somebody said go get Bradley, he'd be able to find me. So, yeah. And my husband is Brad, so I can't call him Brad, so I refer to him as Bradley or Bubby because Brad sounds weird to me because he's Bradley. So, but anyway, um, I just um, being a mom is the greatest joy in my life. So um, I was blessed with three uh, beautiful children who love the Lord and walk with Him. But when I think of Bradley and um, the gifts the Lord has given him, um, the first one that stood out to me when he was very young was his focus and um I, I have a backstory. To, I'll tell you a little bit in this story. I'll try to keep it clean for church. But um, when he was three, he had to get his adenoids out because they were enlarged. So I don't think he ever smelled anything before that. And I didn't know that. But even the smell of goldfish crackers would make him throw up after that. So um, fast forward to when he was five, he was um, in afternoon preschool. And so my two-year-old and 
uh, Bradley were at home and after lunch I went upstairs to get his clothes for school and I left my two-year-old and Bradley they were in the living room just watching a quick show and I was only gone a few minutes but when I came back down my two-year-old had taken off his dirty diaper and I don't mean uh, urine so just know it was a dirty dirty diaper and he stepped in it and he ran circles around Bradley with his um, dirty feet and Bradley was watching TV and I said to him Bradley why didn't you tell me that Luke was doing that and he kind of looked back at me and he goes doing what and then I showed him what was around him and then his smell kicked back in and it was uh, evident that he had not <laughs> known and when I say focus is a gift it definitely is and so my husband and I um, knew that all our children's gifts, we wanted to help them grow them in ways that would honor God. So in doing that, we um, just made available to them every opportunity um, to have time with God, whether it was in um, Sunday school and youth group, and Bradley uh, then became a youth leader when he was um, older. and. One thing we did, I just wanted to share quickly, that was so fun. My children loved it and would fight over getting to read it. But we did a devotion either before school or if we uh, ran late in the morning, we would do it after supper. But it was called Growing with Jesus. So it had a Bible first. And the first one was like, I looked it up before I came so I could share with you. But Philippians 2.4, don't just look at your own interests, but also to the interests of others, which is a gift Bradley also has. But the second part... Thing was a thought to grow on so it would show you tell you how you could show consideration and then they had a part that was called today so it would say today be considerate of others but the thing they loved the most was the amazing fact at the end which is about God's amazing world so this fun fact was flies are able to taste with their feet so they sat through the devotion probably because they wanted to get to the fun fact that they loved the most. But in doing that, the seeds of God were planted in their minds. And um, the world is putting things in our kids' minds all the time. So it's so important that we're intentional in what they're receiving in our homes. And um, through that, because of Bradley's focus, all through school, he did so well in academics. He, he's blessed in that also. But um, his focus through that time was always on the Lord. So even um, serving in high school as a youth leader, he just has always had a love for kids and youth and um, started young doing that. But even through college, um, you know, he shared his story about going to Liberty to uh, in pre-med. He was very blessed in that. It came easily to him, and he did well. But because his focus was a focus of one, which was the Lord, even in doing that came easily, but we can't always do what's easy. We have to do what's right. And in doing what's right, he focused on the Lord, and he was able to hear the Lord's voice. And, it, you know, the Bible tells us that the Lord's voice isn't in the wind or the fire in the earthquake, but it is a still small voice. And because Bradley kept his focus, all through his life on the Lord, he was able to hear that voice when he called him into ministry, which led him here with you all. And I just thank you for taking him and Sarah Beth into your family and loving on them. And I'm so excited to see the amazing things God's going to do through them and with you all. So my husband and I are just thankful um, that they are right where God meant them to be. So thank you all very much. And call him Bubby anytime. <laughs> yes. Like, 
Like I said, I'm just amazed by my mom every time. And just a quick story on my part, just that I can honor her with. Um, when I was young, um, I still struggle with anxiety every once in a while, but it started in kindergarten. And um, my mom, knowing my focus and knowing how that changes my outcome and my outlook on things, um, I got real anxiety when it came to going to kindergarten um, because of a situation that happened. And I would get so sick. And my mom said, you know what? When you go into your classroom, I will wait outside your window and you can peek out your classroom and know that I'm coming back to get you. That was my fear that she was something would happen where my mom wouldn't come back to get me. And every morning or every afternoon I go into kindergarten and I go right to the window and I would look out the window and my mom would hold up I love you in sign language which um, and I would do it right back and it just put me at ease for the day and sometimes I'd forget so she'd stand there for quite a bit in the cold of New York and be standing there and I would apologize later that day but she would never take the apology because she was happy to be able to do it and now to this day now instead of being across the window from my kindergarten class we're across the country from each other but I still picture her holding up the I love you and I love you and happy Mother's Day. So I'm so excited to welcome up my wonderful wife, Sarah Beth, and her mom. I've been so blessed with a great family that I got to marry into and get to call my family now. So let's welcome them up. Hello everyone. As he said, I am Sarah Beth and I have the great privilege of introducing my mom to you all. She's come all the way from Lakeland, Florida, so I'm so blessed to have her here with us. Um, and so I'm going to hand it to her. This is my mom, Janet. Hi, good morning. If you're like me, Mother's Day is a time where we just start reflecting on the memories of when we raised our children. And if you're actively parenting, whether you're a mom, a grandmother, or an aunt or whomever, you are knee deep in the trenches and you are tired, you have laundry at home and you are living your very best days because you actually have the pleasure and the gift of molding a little human that God created. And if you're not a mother, if you're an aunt, a neighbor, you are still imparting a, an imprint on the youth around you. I just don't want you to take that for granted because I watch Sarah as she imprints on our grandchildren. They emulate her, they try to do the same things she does. And so it really hit home to me of the impact that she has even though she's not a mother, but she's still making an impression on them. When Sarah started preschool, we decided to start her at the church we were going to. And I kissed her, put her off into her class, and saw the principal on the way out, offered my help if she ever needed it. We knew each other quite well, so she said, Sarah's teacher has an appointment that day, so could you come back and finish the class out? So I said, sure. So as I go back, we finish the day out. Sarah and I go to leave, and I say to Sarah, how was your day? Sarah said, well, I was a little scared. And I said, yeah, but you knew mommy would come back, right? She said, I didn't know you'd come back as my teacher. <laughs> so fast forward to kindergarten. Her kindergarten teacher asked me if I would be the homeroom mom. Of course, I said yes. And she said, I've got a great big project for you. I need you to please organize this closet. She had been gifted with so many previous teachers' supplies. So for two weeks, I worked in that classroom. Organizing the closet, I was very quiet, 
but I was there every day. Sarah and I would go to school, Sarah and I would come home together. So somebody had asked Sarah, well, how's kindergarten? And Sarah said, it's good. She said, well, do you miss your mommy? She said, no, mom stays in the closet. <laughs> so that was kind of the theme of our family. We always volunteered. We always were very involved in whatever the girls were doing. And we wanted the kids to learn that gift because you can tell them to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but if they don't practice it, how are they gonna know? And so wherever we went, the kids were in tow. And Sarah, of course, being the youngest, she got exposed to it very early. And so, you know, time, time goes on and this opportunity rolls up and I'm, I'm so excited for Sarah to be able to do this. But there was part of me that I have to admit, um, in my prayer time, um, you know, we have a daughter who's in North Carolina. We have a daughter now who's in Washington. We have a daughter and her family in Florida. And looking at that map, it kind of stung my heart. I'm not gonna lie, it stung my heart. And I, I asked the Lord, you know, cause I, I believe in telling God what your true heart is. He knows it anyway, so I might as well go ahead and tell him. And I said, Lord, why when you knew we were such a close-knit family did you choose to have us so separated? I'm, the distance is just so great. And the Lord spoke to me in that very quiet voice that he does and he said, but you taught them to serve. And so I can't argue with that. So the same thing I said to them, I say to you, serve where you are and use what you have. Yes. And my mother was the greatest example of that. So I owe everything I know um, to both my parents. So I am with that. I'm going to welcome up Freddie, our worship pastor. And he has a video of his mom since she wasn't able to make it today. So Freddie, I give it to you. Have you been enjoying this Mother's Day service? I was telling Matt, I've never worked for a church campus that they would literally fly up the moms from out of state just to do this, so it's very special. Uh, I think I shared earlier before, so I was adopted, and uh, I was adopted from a place called Holt from Seoul, Korea. I remember my mom, she told me, because I wanted to know, like, why did you adopt me? So they had two of their own. I have two older sisters, and um, the Holy Spirit just told her, I want you to adopt from Korea. So she started going through a little brochure, and she said, that's the one. And I remember she told me, if I had the picture, I would have brought it, but I was in this really big, oversized Eskimo jacket with a sign across that had a number, and I looked like I was in prison. <laughs> and I had the face like this, like, I was not happy. And uh, just one story I'll share is when I came, when I came here, i never forget, um, right when I got here, they had a babysitter, and the babysitter freaked out because I got really upset, and I scribbled all over the walls in the hallway. And she's like, they're going to fire me. And my parents are like, ah, we'll paint over it. It's totally fine. So I just want to tell you, just like the song that I sang earlier, um, that's my mom. My mom is the reason why I'm the godly man I am today. Um, she's raised five kids. Her and my dad are still together, faithful, serving. And uh, she is the reason that I, I exist um, even though she's not my biological mom, I've never looked at my mom and said, you're not my mom. Now, my dad, I'm not going to go bald, and I'm not going to have a beer belly, so I'm all good. <laughs> Don't tell my dad that. But anyway, so one thing they supported me with, a couple of things, was I did Taekwondo, a martial arts for like 20 years, and as I progressed in rank, I went from white belt to black belt, 
and they had to sit in all of the testings for hours just to watch me compete. And then another thing they supported me, and you'll see in the video, is the way I got to sing was I was in all these plays as kids, and so go ahead and take a look. Cindy Wachter. My son Freddie has always loved church, music, and Jesus. When he was younger, he participated in every church musical. I do have to say that he either got the lead or a large vocal part because he was really good. When he was a teenager, he not only participated in our church, but he participated in a lot of churches around our community as well. Um, Here's a clip from one of our church's musicals called Arch the Angel. Archibald Edward Angel. Arch, an extraordinary guardian angel. Won't he make a wonderful Christmas angel?
flying angels. Every undercover angel dreams of the Secret Service. Think of it. I may be guarding Billy Graham. I can't wait. So cute, right? I am really happy that Freddie got a job doing what he loves to do, and that is spreading the love of Jesus to your community through worship and music. Thank you very much, and happy Mother's Day. I don't think Freddie's aged at all. <laughs> that is so cute. This is my mom, Wanda. And uh, I, I've got to live um, really kind of a charmed life. Um, and you and dad, when you gave your lives to Jesus, you changed all that. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that people ask me all the time is, you know, what do you do on Mother's Day or Father's Day if your parents, you know, are, you just don't have that kind of story? And uh, how do you honor? The Bible says, honor your father, mother, you'll live long and see good days. And the Lord just dropped in my heart. The, the best thing you could do to honor somebody is to be honorable. And uh, I want to encourage you to be that. And, and that's something that you have always, like that's been the number one. Yeah. You know, that we, we've done all these different things and, uh, you know, all kinds of challenges and, and you have successes. But to, to be honorable is what you push me to be. And uh, one of the things my mom would always do is encourage me. And uh, my Sunday school teacher called. I, I, we had just started going to church, and I, was, I didn't know what to do with that. And the teacher called, like many of them did, and uh, said, you know, Matt, he, he responds when you encourage him, and I want to encourage you to encourage him. And my mom started quoting Philippians 4.13 to me, that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And knowing that what I cared about most at that time in my life was sports, she applied it to sports. And so we would. And, and I'd quote that, and I'd play better. I mean, like, I'd, I'd pray, and I'd play better. And, and even today, like, it doesn't matter what I'm going through. I know I can make it, because if Jesus can stand on the cross and, and you know, hang there for me, then I could do anything through Christ who gives me strength. And this is my cheerleader, and so you get to cheer them on a little bit. That's what this day is all about. You know, it's so... Um it's so honoring and it's so um, for me to be able to sit here with my son uh, who uh, is amazing. You are amazing. And he was 11 years old before we got saved. So, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, we've heard beautiful testimony from, from uh, these families who their kids started out, you know, with Jesus. But... Uh, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. My, ki my kids didn't. And so I'm, I'm saying that because um, a lot of you might be just starting out. And I don't care if your kids are in utero or if they're 10, 11, or even if your kids are 40, uh, you can never miss by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Because the things that, um, when I think of Matt, um, words just came immediately to me uh, that describe him. And, and these words were put in him bef before he was born. God put these attributes in him. I was just uh, blessed enough to be able to see him through the eyes of Jesus once I got saved. That's the only difference is they always were there. And those words are uh, redemption and restoration. Huge, huge for Matthew. He's, tr he's got vision. He, this kid has a vision. He has always had vision. Uh, he, he 
he loves quality. Whatever Matthew sees, he goes for, and when he goes for it, the end result is going to be quality. Uh, and whatever he does, he pursues it. He, he doesn't just think about something and envision it. He, he pursues it with a passion. And any of you that uh, get to work with him or live with him know that's true. Right, Tina? <laughs> so, you know, he, because he has all this in him, I knew as he grew up, he could excel at anything he wanted to do. And um, he actually could have went out in the working world, and, and I think he could have made a, a lot of money, <laughs> just because that's who he is. But you know what? He, he chose, he chose um, a life of ministry and service over making money. And um, I think it's paid bigger dividends than he could ever imagine. And those dividends will continue down through the generations, because... That's what's happened in our life. I mean, we started late, but we are witnessing three generations now of kids following Jesus. So, um, Matthew, I thank you that you have pursued um, your calling. Um, you've pursued it with greatness. Uh, in that, I just want to honor him because he's gone on at 50 years old. He decided to get his master's degree. And that just, you know, just, I was never encouraged to even get a college degree. So to see a child go on to not only get a college degree, but then to get his master's degree was such a blessing to his dad and I. And he did that because he knew it would bring quality to his ministry and teaching and to his ability to lead because his heart is really down the line here. His heart is for the generations, and that's why he sows in so powerfully to the generations. Um, now, vision as a child was a little different. Um, we had just bought a house and uh, had a quarter acre, and I know I'm running late, but it's my turn. Um, we, had a, we had a quarter acre, and I was so excited because I was going to have this great big backyard, and for the first time, it wasn't going to have a play set in it and sandboxes. This was going to be my backyard. And it was good. It was going to be green grass and flower gardens. I was so excited. And we planted the grass and we planted, made flower. I had flower gardens. And then Matt woke up one morning and he said, you know, hey, Dad, that would make the best motocross track. <laughs> and his dad said, let the boy be a boy. And so <clears throat> the boys got a motocross, you know, track. Equipped with jumps. That's what my backyard became. And yes, I'm still bitter to this day. <laughs> but they had, they had fun. They had fun. And then quality is, is just huge. And so I have to give you a little story about quality. You, if you know Matt, you know that whatever he touches, it's either it's, it's good or it's, it's not going to happen, right? You all know that. So um, when he was about ninth grade or 10th grade, I can't remember which, he... Um, he decided he was going to change his image, and um, he was going to dress up. He was going to he was going to start a new trend. We were going to dress up. He did sports well, and now he was going to dress well. And so he wanted dress pants and a dress shirt, and and you, you even wore a tie. He had a ties, and he had a little sports coat. <clears throat> and he said to me one day, he said, "I don't have any dress shoes." And so I said, "Well, fine, we'll go buy you dress shoes." And um, so we went to the shoe store, and it was at time of the month when you know your checking account just isn't at the top. It's kind of more towards the bottom. And we walked into the shoe store, and Matt 
quality. Mine de Rezillas went right for the most expensive shoes. And he said, I want these. <clears throat> and I said, well, those are nice, but I don't have the money for those. So I tugged him over to the sales rack. Matt, Matt doesn't like the sales rack. He still doesn't. Um, but I kind of tugged him over there and I pointed out these shoes that look just like, uh, the, I thought they looked just like the quality shoes. And so begrudgingly he said, fine. So bought the shoes, went home, right? And the next day he gets all dressed up and he looks spiff and he's off to school. And the next morning though, um, I'm in the kitchen early because I'm preparing for him. Because you know, I didn't get saved till he was 11. So, you know, we're still, it's still real important to get yourself girded up before um, we meet. We are not morning people. There's five in our family, three are morning people, two are not, and these two aren't. So I was in there and I was reading, I would, I would read the Bible and I'd find a scripture like the one he just gave you, just to get him, you know, send him off to school, you know, built up. And um, he comes into the kitchen and he's got one of these new shoes in his hand and he's just flipping it at my face like this. I mean, you really were. I mean, it was right in my face. <clears throat> and he said to me, these cheap shoes you made me buy gave me a blister. And, <coughs> and I said, well, you know, gee, I'm really, really sorry, Matt, but he wouldn't stop. You know, when Matt's on a roll, he doesn't stop. You all know that, right? So he's going to make a point and he keeps it up and he's flapping it in my face. And he, and he says, and he's back and he's now backed me into the kitchen counters. And I'm thinking, Behind me, there's a utensil drawer. If I could just get my hand back there, you know, I am going to, uh, I'm going to get a spatula and I'm just going to, I'm just going to whack him with it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I got to stop this kid. And so he's flapping that shoe and I reach behind me and I pull out the first thing I get on my hand and I pull it out and it's like... <laughs> It's the fork. It, it is. I this, can't believe you have it. Like, that surprised me last service. It's a two-prong... Yeah. It was a wedding gift, two prong meat fork. And I, and I thought, I saw that in my hand and I thought, well, it's too late now. I put it to his chest and I got it to his chest. And you and pushed me out of the kitchen I did. and into the hall and That's across right. the hall and into the wall. That's right. I said, I said, if you say one more word to me, I'm going to run you through with this. His eyes got you know this big. moms like liked that last so, service? What, what you guys I, are sadistic and sick. But, tell you is whether you start early or whether you start late you know there's hope there's hope I'm living proof to tell you there's hope oh. I love you wait, wait, wait we have one minute I, for, I forgot something we, w we would like to give two gifts out to moms uh, the first one I'll do, the second one you'll do, because you would win it, but we're not going to let you win again. Uh, but the first one is the newest mommy. I see a little baby right out there. Uh, how old is this baby? 11 months. Okay, do we have a mommy that beats 11 months? Five weeks. I have to ask, is there anyone who can beat five weeks? You are our winner, and uh, we will get you that gift card. Do you have them with you? You only gave me three. Oh, Tina's got them. And then you do the next one because you, this lady has 10 grandchildren and nine great-grandchildren. Oh. 
So, yeah, there's going to be 20. And they all love Jesus, which is amazing. And so, uh, why don't you ask for that one? All right, so who here has the most grandchildren? And great-grandchildren Yeah, combined, they can be grandchildren and great-grandchildren. How many, let's say, how many have four? How many have five? How many have six? You better jump to 10. I see somebody okay. out there I know. 10. And who has 10? Okay. 12. 12. 15. 18. Eight. The hand go to, the hand's still up. 20. 19. Oh. There it is. A tie. Woo. Awesome. But we love you all, and we're going to sing you out of here. If there's anybody who wants to get baptized, we really do mean it. We have clothes for you. We'd love to do that. And uh, my mom's going to close us in prayer. Oh, oh, you know what we need to do? What? Giving. It's because of your amazing giving that yeah. we get to have quality around here and sit on padded chairs and have air conditioning and heat. Yes. And uh, to be able to fly moms up, this is just, you guys are so generous and wonderful. Um, if you're new here, don't feel like you have to give. This is a gift to you. We're so glad you're here. Um, but if this is where you give your tithes and offerings, you can do it on the screen. It tells you how to do it. There's a texting to give, and that's a, a secured site. There's our website, and that's secured as well. And when you sign up to do a recurring giving, that saves the church a lot of time and money because it just automatically processes. Uh, you can also give on the way out the door or send a check. You want to pray for us? Yeah. Go ahead. Father, we thank you so much for this precious day and these precious mommies out here and grandmas and, and those that, um, that have lost moms and those that are losing moms. And God, you know, you are the God that sees. And so you see every heart that's here. And God, I just thank you that we can lift up our hearts to you, God, because your heart is always turned towards us. And your heart for us is to bless us, to give us hope and to give us a future. And we thank you that we can place ourselves and our families in your hands, knowing that you are a good, good father and that the plans that you do have for us are for good. And so I ask you, Father, to bless us as we leave. Uh, guard, surround, and protect our families. In Jesus' name, amen.